If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Today's special Independence Day show. Yeah, happy 4th of July, everybody. Um, 2021, demand for vacation homes. Is this still a strong market? I don't know, but in studio with all the answers is the premier realtor from Chicago Properties. Yeah, Sandra Wright. Also, the American dream of home ownership. Is it still available? I hope so, but in studio is the premier mortgage loan consultant from the Loan Depot. Yeah, Pat Canone. Also, current topic here. Is your house appraising out now that there's been multiple offers and your sales price is now 30, 40, even 50,000 over the list price, right? Me, Randy Barcella, I'll share with you some valuable and current information about that. Once again, everybody, happy 4th of July. I think the sunshine finally came out after our last week, eight days of rain in a row. Um, <clears throat> good morning, Sandra Wright. Good morning. Happy holiday weekend. Happy 4th. And I know Sandra's Good morning, gonna, everyone. Yeah, Sandra Wright's going to talk about um, is the vacation home market still uh, going on and strong right now, but i got to take time out uh, and make this huge announcement here. Sandra Wright is a big star in Chicago now. She is on the cover of Chicago Agent Magazine. If you haven't seen it, get out to the website, look at it, get on LinkedIn, Facebook, connect with Sandra Wright. She's that big in Chicago, everybody. She's the cover. Not a little article 10 pages in, 20 pages into the magazine. She's on the cover. And we are so proud of uh, Sandra Wright to be one of the premier co-hosts of this great radio show. So, Sandra Wright, congratulations once again. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate the extra kudos on that. I'm really excited and obviously grateful for the last six years with all the clients that have worked with me through, you know, the ups and downs of this crazy real estate ride. Um, But I appreciate, you know, getting the time today, obviously, with the 4th of July happening and people out at vacation homes, out on vacation, you know, the... But it's only morning. It's before they even turn the grill on here, 8 to 9 a.m., so I know they're listening to us. That's right. That's right. Well, they're just getting prepped before they get out to the beach. Um, So from that standpoint, I mean, that we've had so much with the last year, the pandemic, and people being able to be more mobile with their work, with their, you know, places to go for vacation and work at the same time that I figured this is a perfect segue to discuss vacation homes, secondary homes, and what it takes to purchase one of these homes. I will tell you, I mean, in 2020, the vacation home sales just in general did rise like over 16%. So it has had an extensive growth um, when it comes to home sales that people are not just looking at it from um, the perspective of, you know, living in their, their primary. They're looking at, well, can I like stay at this home? Can I actually like make a profit on this home? Can I potentially rent this home? Could I even do short-term uh, rentals with this home? So, I mean, there's definitely... This is a untapped market for a lot of folks, and I know people are thinking about it today 
as they are just out on holiday and they might be loving the place that they're staying and contemplating, should I maybe consider buying in this area? Um, and with that, I mean, there's things to keep in mind. There's things to uh, evaluate when you are looking at a secondary home. Because there's you purchased your primary, but there are certain components that differ. And one of the differentiators, which I'm glad Pat's here, that he can chime in, is when you buy a secondary home, some of the lending is a little different. That's correct, Sandra. And actually, most individuals don't realize that with a secondary home, if it is truly a vacation home, you can purchase it with as little as 10% down. So there are certainly a great deal of options. And as you've indicated, uh, especially during this past year with the, in reference to the pandemic, individuals are contemplating having a, that vacation home, having that second home either uh, here locally in the Midwest or possibly in one of the southern or western states. And uh, all things being equal, many can qualify with as little as 10% down. In fact, I have a customer who not too long ago purchased a second home, loved it so much, decided, hey, I'm going to live here now that I can work from home. This is where I'm going to uh, work from. So tremendous opportunity out there. Right. So people are thinking outside the box. Absolutely. And it's also from a value standpoint. You know, you have some equity in another format in real estate, not necessarily from, you know, stocks, but you can create your own business through this, too. Um, Just as an example, I have a secondary property. And I'm doing short-term rentals. So, you know, the Airbnb market, the VBRO is a hot market. I will say, again, you have to do your education. You have to investigate. You have to understand some of the key components. You might not want to be a, a business owner, but it is something to to keep in mind that you can have some of that extra income. Or if you want to rent it out, you know, being able to have a renter, you have some stability. It's paying off the mortgage. Um, those are some good things to keep in mind. But some of the highlights is do your research. Um, what some of the key things are, you know, insurance. Insurance could be higher, your homeowner's insurance, because a secondary home, you know, you're, you're renting it out. There might be some uh, additional coverage that you're going to need to have for that secondary home. Uh, utilities, um, you know, you want to look at the numbers when it comes to the cost to be able to, um, afford that electricity, that gas, uh, the sewage, the the garbage removal, possibly the cleaning service, the HOAs. So those are things to keep in mind that those are going to be additional expenses. And then maintenance. If you're buying a house, you know, that is in another state, you do need to look at potentially having a handyman or a property management company outside of the box. And, you know, Sandra, in the Chicagoland area, most people have their cottages or lakefront homes in Wisconsin or Michigan or Indiana. So it's really only anywhere from an hour and a half to four-hour ride top. So Exactly. And especially last year with staycations, people weren't getting on an airplane going overseas anytime soon. They'd rather just stay home and drive to Wisconsin. You don't have to worry about security. Well, and, and you just, you know, pack up your laptop and you can work at that lakefront po- property yes. and be able to do your job at the same time. So there's there's good positives when it does come to a secondary home. Again, though, you do need to do your research. You do need to understand that there are other components and costs. And you got to make sure that it fits within your budget and it makes sense from a lending perspective. Um, and obviously... 
you know, with the market the way it is with real estate, looking, really doing your research when it comes to the right home that fits your price point, because obviously it's a seller's market. So you might be paying a little bit more of a premium. If you only go to your summer cottage or summer home or vacation home for two, three weeks at a time, or maybe just weekends at a time, and then you stop going, is it possible that you can rent that? Exactly. But that's one of the things things that you need to definitely look into, especially if there's an association to ensure that rentals are allowed because some associations don't allow rentals. So that's one of the keys that you need to take a look at. In addition, I know, um, Sandra, you had mentioned uh, Airbnb. You know, some associations, while they may allow rentals, may not allow you to Airbnb a property. That so is you true. do do, as point well taken, you'd have to do your due diligence. Right. I mean, there's definitely a difference when you're dealing with a condo association than if you were going to buy a single family home. A single family home, you own the complete property. So there is some more leeway when it comes to those short term rentals. But one thing you do have to keep in mind is look at the city rules and regulations because those are a little bit different. Um, You know, like if you go to New Buffalo, there's different structures when it comes to those county rules as far as being able to do the short-term rentals. So again, you have to do your due diligence. Make sure that you have a good realtor who's going to tell you. Yeah. Can you imagine renting out your summer home on the 4th of July weekend and this, you know, you didn't vet them really well. But the, the couple or the family had over five other families, and they've got enough fireworks to blow up the town. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> so the police are coming, and they're like, who's the owner? I don't know. It's Sandra from Chicago. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. Uh, right? I guess you do have to do your diligence. Definitely. You do. That is a good point, because you know what? Oh, my God. When- it's a party out here. We're drinking. We're smoking. <laughs> that is a good point, because you are the caretaker of that property. So, you know, keep that in mind. There is the, the good and bad when it comes to having some some of these people staying at your home. All right, All-Star Sandra, the girl who was on, the woman, the realtor, the great business person who's on the cover of Chicago Agent Magazine. How could somebody get a hold of you today? Because we're working on the 4th of July weekend, too. Or oh, they can contact I, you anytime. I am totally around. You can definitely give me a shout on myself, 773-294-4444. Again, it's 773-294-4444. And you can always go to realestatereveal.com for all the information and podcast and info and and happy to talk through more of the options when it comes to a secondary home. Absolutely. We're coming up to a quick break. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we come back. Pat Canone, The Loan Depot. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. It's so good. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. I love dancing in the studio. This is, uh, what, Soul Train Line Dance? But I'm told by the producer, this is a talk show, Randy, so stop dancing. But I love to dance. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Hope you're doing something cool, something fun, something safe. Uh, It's just great that summer's here. And COVID's finally over. The governor said July 3rd yesterday. Everything's open. Oh, it's great. I know. Loving it, it, loving it. Oh, my gosh. We can shake hands again. We can hug again. High five again. I don't know. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So talking about all good, the American dream of home ownership, is it still available, Pat Canone? 
Good morning again, Randy and Sandra. Absolutely. I thought it would be appropriate to discuss the American dream of home ownership on America's birthday, the well, 4th of July. Well, you got the flag and four, you got yeah, the red, you white, know, and I'm, blue I'm colors I'm sporting today. the red, white, and blue. Let's, uh, you know, being patriotic here. Love it. So the American dream is definitely alive and well. And uh, I'm a big fan of um, Marvel and DC Comics. And within these shows and these movies, uh, all of the superheroes have an origin story. We all have an origin story. Almost all of us, unless we're Native American, have come from somewhere else. You know, my origin story is my, my father came to this country from Italy, literally on a ship in the 1950s. His objective was to build a life for his, himself, his wife, his family. He not only did that, became an American citizen, but one of the first things he wanted to do was purchase a home. So he saved his money at a factory job and purchased a home in the 1960s, which he dutifully paid off in, in short fashion. So what's your origin story? All of us come from somewhere else, and any one of us today wants to have that ability to own a home. And is it still achievable for people today? Absolutely. Interest rates are at their lowest levels that we've ever seen. Despite a small spike up in rates, we're still near historical lows. Home prices, yeah, I know they've gone up a little bit, but in all things being equal, and Sandra, I'm sure you'll agree to this, basically values are up to the levels that they were pre-mortgage crisis of 06, 07. So we're only getting back to those levels. Randy, you're out there doing appraisals, and you've seen probably the same thing, that even though properties are going for higher values, they are basically at the levels that we were seeing in 06, 07. Even if you're paying too much now that you think it's too much, but actually nobody thinks it's too much. Because I'm going to talk about it later in the show, how... People are having multiple offers on their listed house for sale, and they're getting twenty, thirty, forty thousand over. But people are paying that all day long. You know why? They think it's worth it. Abs- and, and ten years from now, it's still going to be worth more. So, absolutely, absolutely. And this idea of, of a place of one's own drives the American story. Last week, I mentioned that the real estate industry is genuinely the engine of the U.S. economy. So, doesn't everyone want to own their own home? Hey, how many trades are associated with a home? Joe. Uh- the Just co- about the, every the excavation, trade. right? The plumber, the sewers, the electrician, the electrician, the roofers, the, the tile, the home improvement stores. Um, you know, oh, there's so many hundreds, industries thousands. are touched oh by gosh. the home industry, the engine of the U.S. economy. Laborers, oh my God! So everything. owning your own home—that's gives you as an individual that sense of belonging, that feeling that you and your place have somehow adapted to each other. The dream of home ownership remains an important part of the American story, and there are a number of reasons why that still holds true. The idea of a place of one's own drives the story. We became a nation, as I mentioned earlier, out of a desire to separate ourselves from Europe, Central and South America, Africa, Asia. The magic of America, the magic of America lies not only in the sense of opportunity, but also in the belief that life could in every way be shaped by the individual. People came here not just for religious freedom, but they came to America out of trying to do something that is possible. And that's what the American experiment is all about, doing something that's possible. So today we no longer have that Western frontier that drove Americans out West. But the lure of America as a place in which one's destiny is one's own remains as powerful as ever. And what's more powerful of an expression than making it in America of equal opportunity is the ability to put that key in a house which actually belongs to you. Honestly, uh, Sandra, 
Haven't you gotten emotional sometimes with first-time home buyers, seeing how excited they are when the keys go across the table and it's their first home, especially if it's a family that has not had that opportunity previously and they're the first in their generation to buy a home? Exactly. I mean, it is one of those times where they have fulfillment, they have a reward, there is the the sense of ownership and you know, feeling proud that they can walk into a home and it's all theirs. They can do whatever they want, improvements. They're not going to have to worry about a landlord. It's all theirs. It's an unbelievable feeling. And, it, it, and, you know, and I know it sounds corny. And, you know, when I post, I love my job, but I do love my job. I love what I do because I know in a small way, myself, Sandra, some of our other partners are making a difference in people's lives. And new homeowners, new homeowners discover, as uh, as Sandra mentioned, that living in your own owned home feels different than living in a rented home. It's not just that an owner can personalize the space. Yes, we can paint it and uh, do what we want, but it also touches a chord even more fundamental than that. Home ownership enhances the longing for self determination, and that's the heart of the American dream. That's what we're all about. And first time homeowners, as I mentioned, young or old, not only radiate that pride, but also give you that sense of arrival, especially if it's the first in a generation that's owning a home. Right. A sense of being where they belong. And that's what um, America is all about. Now, last week I mentioned millennials and that they now are becoming the predominant uh, category of home buyers. Unprecedented. Uh, From the, the 90s to 2000, the largest percentage of home buyers and the largest group of home buyers will be millennials. Now, in the past, we thought that, oh, millennials, um, they, they're just seeking out, rather than possessions, they're looking for experiences. Uh, but what we're finding is, no matter what, even though they've delayed the home purchase, these 20 and 30-somethings, as they advance in their careers or decide to choose a partner and create a family, they get that itch to own. So they don't necessarily will, they don't necessarily will be living in their parents' basement indefinitely. They want that gateway into the adult world. And that's setting in right now. And that's part of the reason why we're seeing such a huge surge of home interest in home ownership. And unfortunately, with that huge interest, um, with the limited amount of inventory that's out there, creating a tremendous amount of demand. Now, as we become a country, unfortunately, polarized between the haves and the have-nots, home ownership, though, um, serves as a fundamental equalizer. With rates as low as they are, Home prices throughout much of the country still affordable for most individuals earning the median income. As Randy indicated earlier, we are still seeing a tremendous amount of demand from first-time home buyers. Ownership allows Americans in their communities, like nothing else, to set down roots. Exactly. And that settles the, uh, the economy. It settles uh, neighborhoods. Home ownership means a lot for communities, and especially here in the city of Chicago. Well, and it it gives them pride. And on top of it, too, I think millennials, as well as any other first-time buyers, they are realizing that they can purchase a home, like I was just talking to Pat, as far as down payment, that you don't have to put in that 20%. That's a myth. I'm glad you brought that up, Sandra. Yes, Sandra and I were discussing that earlier. For many individuals, depending on your credit score, you may be able to purchase with as little as 3% down. And for those uh, Americans that have served our country and to to each and every one of you, men and women and families 
uh, we all thank you for your service. You have that opportunity to purchase a home with nothing down. So, you know, and, and the rates are still tremendous across the board. So for most, owning a home is more than just having a place. It symbolizes making it in America. So it seems that everyone's dream is to work hard, get a good job, start a family, and buy a home. But no one seems to chase this dream greater and to a larger degree than Americans. In fact, home ownership here in the U.S. is still in the high 60% range and has remained fairly stable throughout the past 50, 60 years or so. Now, the definition of the American dream, as I mentioned, hasn't changed too much from the 50s. For most people, buying their first home gives you that sense of arrival. Um, let's discuss what it takes to become to become a homeowner. First off, Sandra alluded to this with uh, secondary homes, but especially for first for your own primary home, it's important to know that it's a solid investment for most individuals. Right. Most homes um, historically have not only held their value but have gone up in value throughout the years. And Pat Canone, I know you're 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 so passionate about this, and I love listening to you because I'm passionate about this industry too. Um, how can somebody get a hold of you for more great advice? Yeah, I've got a long laundry list, and yes, as you but, can but, tell, but yeah. I am so passionate about what we do. I love it. Uh, again, you can reach me at any time today as well, 630-965-8138. That's 630-965-8138. On the web at patcanone.com, C-A-N-N-O-N-E. On the Real Estate Revealed website, we have a number of different uh, clicks uh, that you can get to me, as well as uh, videos and podcasts of our past shows. Fantastic. We'll be right back. More of Real Estate Revealed. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. I like it like that. I can't sing at all, but don't turn your dial, but I can dance salsa very well. Happy 4th of July, everybody. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Hope you're doing something fun this weekend. And don't forget, the governor said it's over yesterday, the 3rd of July. Everything's open. Hug, kiss, high five. Go to the ball game. And why concerts? That's what we need to get back to, Sandra and Pat Canone. Concerts. I hope they start with concerts up soon this fall. Anyhow, uh, I want to thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. And I understand this is our 15th year now. We're one of the longest-running weekend shows. It's because of you, the audience. We never try to sell you anything. We just bring you valuable content and information. This is your show where each week we draw aside the curtains, peel back the layers, open the doors, and uncover the truths. We just we dispel all the myths versus reality. And um, another great topic that I've got for you here now this has been going on for a while, and it's going on today. It's going to go on next week. Your house is appraising out. I mean, is your house appraising out now that there's multiple offers and your sales price is thirty, forty, even 50000 over the list price? Here's what I'm seeing that's going on. You list your house for $399,000. you are getting four or five bids, maybe six, maybe seven. So that 399000 list price, now you're selling it for four forty. But wait a minute. The highest sale in the neighborhood is four ten. How's the appraiser going to make up the difference? Well, you see, appraisals values of homes are not made up by appraisers. I want to say that again. The value of your home is not made by an appraiser. It's made by the buyers and the sellers. You see, Sandra's working with her buyers. And another listing agent, one of the other listing agents from our radio show, has the sell. We've got a listing agent and a buying agent. 
And they've been doing the research. They found out that all the houses are worth this amount of money. And they're educated, and the buyers and sellers says, yeah, I agree, it's not $399, it's worth $440. We decided it's worth $440. So it's not too out of the range, but here's what the appraiser has to do. The appraiser has to go, even if they have to go another mile or two or three miles away, to get the sales that are similar and competing to hit the $440 on the sales contract price. That's the responsibility of the appraiser. The appraiser cannot, there's some appraisers that are coming back saying, Hey, there's no comps at 440. I got to stick to 400 or 410 was the highest sale. No, no. It's the appraiser's duty to go outside the area to make it work. However, some t- let's say this house sold for 440. I mean, I'm sorry, 475. It listed for 399. We have somebody that came in and offered 475. They want it no matter what over anybody else. Yeah, that appraisal is probably not going to come in at 475, at which case. Let's say I could probably come up with comps to hit the 440, but not 475. So now the buyer, Sandra, will say you have to come up with the extra 30000 in cash or you're not going to get it. That's what's going on, right, Sandra? Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely is becoming a negotiating tactic when you have a multiple offer uh, situation where you know both the buyer and the seller come to a an agreement that if it does underappraise to have the the buyer, you know, pitch in. You still have difference. to go with it. Yeah. Right. But there, there's cases where I, I've had a, a, a sale recently in an area where the average price of a house is 65000 far southeast side. And um, they sold, uh, they listed it for eighty five. It sold for 120 and the highest comp was 90 ever in this little community. And I called the list. I says, look, I, I understand that it, the, you know, there's multiple offers, but you can't go from the highest sale of 88 and you got under a contract now for 125. It's never going to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know what? There does get to a point where let's say the typical houses uh, in one subdivision or area is selling from 250 to 350. Eventually, the bidding is going to stop and pro- it's going to hit its peak because if the highest sale is three fifty, if nobody's going to start offering four, four fifty, five hundred, because that would take them to a different subdivision where the houses are four fifty and five hundred. <clears throat> so eventually, this overbidding is going to come to a peak. Eventually, true, true. Yeah, and I think we're going to find that as the summer subsides, we're going to probably see some of that because right now, especially in the suburbs, you're getting a huge rush of individuals who want to be in their homes before the school season starts. So that's another reason we're seeing some of that heavy-duty competition. And and here's something else I was asked. Oh, you know, this market's going to crash in another year or two. Well, you see, this is different than the 2000s, from 2003 to 2008 when the market crashed. Lenders for five or six years were lending no money down, and they were financing houses that were selling $50,000, $100,000 over its actual value. So let's say in two or three years... The property values go from five hundred back down to four hundred. The buyer lost because the lender still has to have money down now, right? And right. it's still being underwritten. Yeah, we no longer accept an individual who uh, can fog a mirror. You actually have to be able to comfortably afford those payments. And yeah, we've been seeing gap uh, appraisal addendums and agents asking us to vet out um, um, 
documentation such as uh, bank statements just to ensure that they have the resources to make up the difference. Exactly. Nice. We're coming up to a quick break, but more from the Real Estate Revealed radio show. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. We come back. Hey, wait a minute. Before we come back, did you get out to the website and see the new photo gallery? Realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. I also have a free library of two years of podcasts and videos and biographies of everybody on the show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by It's not unusual for us to have fun with you every Sunday morning. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, America, to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Randy Barcella, your shows. And happy 4th of July. I hope you're doing something fun and safe. This is the first 4th of July in two years we can go out and hug and touch and high-five and go boating together and go to a baseball game together and have a cookout, and it's just amazing. I feel good. It's wonderful. Um, and there's uh, videos on Facebook, everybody, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. You can see the videos of everybody today in the studio this morning. And if you missed any part of today's show, get out to our website tomorrow, uh, Monday, and there's two years of free library of information of all the shows, including today. If you missed any part of it. Here's another big topic. that's We, we touch upon this every month. Um, there's a stigma about FHA buyers, and I don't know why. And sometimes sellers say, oh, I'm not selling it to that FHA buyer. And, oh, my God, uh, we're not doing that. <clears throat> Time out, everybody. Uh, a buyer's a buyer. Hello, they're not an FHA person, one of those, or they're not a VA, one of those, or a conventional. You're a human being. and You're a buyer. You chose to go FHA for your mortgage because it's 3.5% down, and that's where 53% of the deals are going right now anyways. And there's this big urban myth that I, you listen to any of the past shows. Everybody says, oh, we're not going FHA because there's an FHA inspector that comes out and they're going to call for a lot of repairs. I'm not rebuilding my house. Okay, that's urban myth, everybody. FHA does not have an FHA inspector, okay, that will come out. There is no such thing. And FHA does not call for repairs. They stopped doing that 24 years ago. I was at the meeting at the Sheraton and Lyle and the homeownership from Atlanta, HUD, FHA came out and they said, we used to call for repairs, but we don't do it anymore. If your house complies with local building and zoning codes and there's no health and safety concerns, you're okay. But you know what? Realtors and buyers and sellers are still living in 24 years ago in the past. It's urban myth. There is no FHA inspector that comes out and they, FHA does not call for repairs. Here's where I will call for repairs on FHA and so, so should any appraiser. I walk up to the house, the shingles are curling on the roof, and some are flying off. I go up to the second floor, the ceiling tiles are stained yellow and brown. Guess what? It's a bad roof. Take a picture. That'll have to be addressed. I go in the basement, it's flooding. Or maybe there's horizontal cracks in the foundation. Or maybe it's an old house prior to 1978, it's got peeling paint, and that's lead-based paint. Um, maybe uh, it doesn't have a furnace or a hot water tank. Your house to be has to be in at least average condition and livable. So... Quick question. Sandra Wright. What is the rule when it comes to a front porch, a, a wood porch that, you know, has paint peeling? Does that count? What, how old is the house? Uh, it probably is at least from the 50s. Yeah. It's probably lead-based paint. Okay. And scrape and paint it. That's with old houses. 
But I had somebody contact me and say, Randy, we, we, the appraiser is no longer with us, well, however, not on their fee panel anymore. Go out and do the final inspection. We're closing. I said, what is it? It's a shed. I said, what, what do they do to the shed? The appraiser said, scrape the shed, prime the shed, and then repaint the shed. The shed is five years old. The house is 10 years old. I told the underwriter, this is not an FHA or VA or anybody's. Uh, that's, that, first of all, it's not lead-based paint. You can't not buy or even manufacture lead-based paint after 1978. So that's not a repair. So they said, Randy, go ahead and do it anyways. We're closing on the deal. I said, okay. But appraisers are calling for a lot of repairs that are not in the 4,000.1 handbook. That's the FHA guideline book. And I have heard that because they're working for an appraisal management company, the appraiser, they only get paid three twenty-five a deal. So they call for repairs. They pretty much will get away with it is what they think. So they go back out for $125 reinspection fee. And that's wrong. If you ever have an appraisal, a list of repairs on an appraisal, you call me, Randy Barcella, 708-870-9400. Text or call 708-870-9400, and you tell me what the repairs are. And usually 9 out of 10 of those repairs are not in the HUD guideline. They're just asking for this to be done. Um, but And then I have a realtors that say, Randy, wait a week to come out to do the appraisal. I said, why? They said, you're the FHA guy, and you're going to call for GFI outlets, kitchen, and bathrooms. No, that's not an FHA rule. It might be your city or village rule, so do it. But uh, it's not in the FHA guideline. Oh, but Randy, you're going to call for smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. Nope, that's a state law, and appraisers are forbidden to uh, enforce state laws. Uh, But Randy, you're going to call for screens and storms and fascia and soffit a certain length. Nope, nope, it's all urban myth. Um, So be careful. You want to go FHA because it's 3.5% down, and sometimes you negotiate the closing costs, it's a great way to buy. And as, as far as property value is going up, see Pat Canone, our loan officer, in a year, and you probably have 20% equity now. Get rid of the PMI and, and, and move in. So Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it's a perfect solution for first-time buyers. Absolutely. 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 And I'm, I, I echo what Randy mentioned. Uh, you know, to me, it's just a fallacy. Everyone is vetted out uh, as far as being a, a homeowner, whether it's FHA, conventional, or VA, or USDA. Yeah, and they and I also had a, uh, recently a townhouse in the suburbs. Um, they closed on it. Beautiful. The lady moved in a nursing home. Another lady moved in. Uh, it was a beautiful two-story townhouse. A month and a half later, after closing, the homeowner called me. She says, Randy Barcella, yeah, I got a bone to pick with you. I said, why? Well, the jets, uh, not all the jets in my whirlpool were, were working properly, and there's something about the switch behind the wall. I said, did you get a home inspection done? No, I was protected by you because I went FHA and you're the FHA inspector. I said, there is no FHA inspector. Never, there, said for the last 24 years, it was up to you to get a home inspection done. So don't fall for that, everybody. When you buy a house, get a home inspection done because if it's the city and village ordinance to have GFI out, outlets, kitchen and bathrooms, smoke alarms, this, that, all that, comply with the home inspection. But get it out of your mind. It's urban myth. There is no FHA inspector and FHA does not call for repairs. The appraisals, FHA, VA, and conventional, they go on the same form, and they're pretty much the same rules and regulations. Wow, where did this hour go? I can't believe it. We're coming to a break, but oh my gosh, we come back, a recap. Have you been out to the website, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com, and don't forget, email any one of us every week about topics you want us to cover and research. We'll be right back. Back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella.
You're like heaven on earth, can't take my eyes off of you. You're too good to be true, and I can't sing at all, but I can dance. Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning on AM 560, The Answer. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. And uh, Pat Canone with the Lone Depot had a couple things that he wanted to fit in here. Alive and well. If you're out there looking to purchase, now's the time to give me a call. Uh, get yourself that pre-approval ahead of time so that you know when you go out there with Sandra that you're, you've been vetted and you can put in a solid offer. Again, you can go in with as little as 3% down if you qualify. The American dream is alive and well. Get your piece of it. Absolutely. And you know what? We've got a lot of co-hosts that are part of the show and a lot of people are on holiday today. But you want to get out and check them out on the website. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Arricchio, the premier commercial and residential attorney. Brad Heddock, he's the owner of Commercial Lending X. Teresa Mueller, she's the broker owner, owner of the Trillium Real Estate Group. Mark McKenna is our Polish-speaking realtor from Baird & Warner. Kim Alden is the real estate broker and the principal at Compass out of Barrington. And Lena Materia is also our bilingual realtor. She speaks Arabic from Orland Park Properties. And, of course, we don't want to forget Joshua Buckhalter, the premier producer here at AM560, The Answer. And um, it's just amazing how this show has continued to grow 15 years later now. And and I want to thank everybody again for making us your Sunday habit. Keep your emails and and, uh, posts and... uh, Keep your uh, texts coming in. Uh, that we, We're going to have even better the rest of this year for you. And also, again, I want to get back to the beginning of the show. I want to congratulate Special Sandra Wright with Chicago Properties. She's on the cover of Chicago Agent Magazine. Go pick one up. Uh, just check her out. We are so proud. She's not only a huge real estate star in Chicago, but I am so proud she's with us for so long as one of my great co-hosts here on the Real Estate Revealed radio show, as great as everybody else on my show but congratulations on your award and your magazine cover. It, you're, it's going to continue. I know that. Congratulations again, oh, Sandra. Thank you, guys. It's great to have a great team on this radio show. And, you know, we're just going to go and celebrate the 4th and, you know, sell a house. Absolutely. Help <laughs> as many people become homeowners as possible. That's right. That's, That's what right. we do. Absolutely. And if you don't, you know, um, like I said, there's videos of everybody on the show if you go to um, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook, yeah, there's videos of all year of everybody on the show because you can always uh, just check it out and vet us. Our biographies, our testimonies, phone numbers, everything um, is on uh, the website, realestaterevealed.com. And uh, you know me with uh, Facebook. If you're friends with me on Facebook or you want to, go ahead. I, I always post inspirational uh, quotes all the time, and I always like to finish the show with inspirational quotes too. Um, you know what? Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. How you leave others feeling after having an experience with you becomes your trademark. And I think that's true with everybody on our radio show. You've got to check them out. And you know what? It's been a tough year. It's all better now. I know it is. We're a year and a half, actually. We're out doing things again. If you feel like you lost everything, remember trees lose their trees every trees lose their leaves every year and they still stand tall. And wait for better days to come. And you always have to tell yourself something. You know, repeat after me. My current situation is not my final destination. You see, your setbacks are simply a setup for favors to come. And you know what? What didn't work out or was removed out of your life only made room for the blessings to come. Don't stress what's new, what's gone. Don't stress what's gone. Welcome the newness. And because it's a holiday, you know what the greatest, the greatest distance between two people is, everybody? Distance. 
Okay, pick up the phone, everybody. I know you haven't gotten along with your best friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your father, your mother. Pick up the phone. It's the holiday because you never know. You just never know. So be well. Make it a great week and tell somebody each day that you love them. Thank you again. Real Estate Revealed on AM 560 The Answer. I'm Randy Barcella.